0: The presenting sponsor of UpMarket is Ario, the best place to help manage and grow your real estate media business. Online at aereo.com, that's A-R-Y-E-O.com. Welcome to UpMarket, a podcast about the business of real estate photography and media. My name is Reed Fish. I am the CEO and a co-founder of UpMarket Media based in Southern California. And today I'm here with Mark Corcoran.
1: Hey, glad to be back.
0: Also, he's the COO and something a, a founder of Upmarket Media. <laughs> also joining us today in is in our producer roles, producer Chelsea. Chelsea, hello. Hello. Oh, nice to have you. Nice to see you.
2: Nice to be here as always.
0: Oh, wonderful. Okay. We've gotten some good feedback from people and, and in fact, we've had a few people ask if we're going to ever talk about pricing on this podcast because i think that's a big question that we all have to go through as we're you know starting your business as you're scaling your business as you're just running your business you always have to be thinking about pricing so that's what today's episode is going to be all about and so mark i think one of the biggest debates raging and at least in terms of the photography part and a raging debate i mean us that's, that's probably overstating it but i think it, it is the question the kind of base question that you have to answer as you're figuring out what to charge for your services is how are you charging your photos are you charging by the square foot of the home that you're shooting or are you charging by the number of photos that you're going to deliver so mark let's tell everyone what are we doing
1: so right now we're on a square footage um kind of setup and that was a big transition for me i think when we first came together Mm -hmm. was you know kind of moving away because i'd always been in the mindset of like This is how many photos you're going to get. This is the price for that many photos. doesn't matter if it's a cottage or a mansion or Mm -hmm. whatever. It's like 25 photos is this much. Um, And that was, I mean, I forget the exact date when I started, you know, 9, 10 years ago now, I guess. But that was kind of just the going Mm -hmm. industry standard, I think. You know, reading the blogs and the groups and whatever back then, it was just kind of... This yeah. makes the most sense, so that's what I did. So then transitioning mm-hmm. from that, you know, we kind of thought through it and talked through it to yeah. get to the point where we're at.
0: Well, so let let's, let's kind of talk that out a little bit um, so, for the audience. So when you're doing it by the number of photos, and that's actually, so I kind of learned the business um, in a, from a friend of mine in L.A., Eric Grammer, who had a, or still has a, a kind of a thriving real estate photography company down there. He kind of showed me the ropes, and he always. Um, tried to do by number of photos. And so that's kind of what I learned um, in the beginning. And then when I started my business, uh, that is kind of what I tried. And I very quickly abandoned it. Interesting. What happened? Well, Mark, I'll tell you. I felt like realtors are so stinking cheap Mm -hmm. that they would have like this multi-million dollar listing and that's 5,000 square feet and be like, oh, I'll get the 15 photo package. Yeah. And that's then, the
1: major downfall of that model, right?
0: No. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. yeah. And then I think I, at one point I tried to go back. I was like, okay, I'm just going to do that. I'm going to go back because the square footage thing, I don't remember what my thinking was. It wasn't working. And then within like two days, I got one of those. It's a $4 million listing and they wanted the basic, you know, package. And I mm-hmm. was like, okay, forget this. I'm not doing this.
1: Nah. That just doesn't feel right. It just feels like you're not being valued and you're, you know, you end up, what I found is I ended up, my 25 photo package was my most common Mm -hmm. kind of package that most people were used to buying. Right. And they would just order that no matter what the house was. And I always ended up over delivering on bigger homes because I didn't want to have to go back and I didn't want the email. Oh, where's the shot of this? The shot of that? So you're charging right. for a certain amount, but you end up over delivering anyway. So that just hurts you in the end.
0: Right. And I think my guy, uh, Eric in LA, you know, if it was a 25 shot package, he'd always deliver 27 or 28, but he was mm-hmm. always trying. And, and for a while I could, I sometimes would subcontract for him. And so I did sh- do a lot of shoots where I had to count the shots and also shout out to Eric. I want to say, cause one of our most popular, I, I didn't mention at the time, but one of our most popular action items, um, it has been the file naming hack. Where you put your name, or the company name first, and that I learned that from him. So big shout out to Eric Grammer for that. I should have mentioned him at the time. Um, that is in, a great hack. I have yeah. agents telling me, "Oh, I see your work all over the place," and I'm, I know that's
1: how they know it's us, yeah. right? Absolutely, it's in the MLS, absolutely. So,
0: absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, d- I, do remember those days of going in and being like, "Okay, I got to get 27 photos of this 3,500 square foot house. What am I not going to show?" And, and, <laughs> yeah, and, that, and, that to me was it was always. Uh, it just made it stressful. And, and I think when you're just doing it by the square footage, it's much easier to just be like, okay, yeah, I'm going to take three photos of the kitchen and, and I don't have to feel like I can only take one. Yeah, or um, I'm not
1: going to, I'll just skip over that bathroom or I don't need this shot of the side yard that I should maybe get. It's yeah. Right, it takes that out of it.
0: Well, it, it is. And I think that if, you're, if you are thinking about, it, in terms of scaling your business and where you're going to have employees or contractors out shooting for you, you're really then having to put that decision in their hands. And I think that's going to be a stress point for them. Cause I can see some of our employees at a shoot. Cause I know they're trying to be so conscientious as it is. And I get texts from them when they're on shoots asking me questions. And, mm-hmm. and like, I can only imagine that if you're like, okay, you're going to do 27 photos of this house that they're going to be paralyzed of like, what do I shoot? What do I shoot? What do I shoot?
1: That's a great point. Yeah. I mean, you don't want your people paralyzed and and know oh I'm going to mess up or just having that in their head. They just need to be focused on the job at hand and dealing with the homeowner and getting the photos they need. They don't need that stress on the on the top of all that.
0: Right, and then I think you do open yourself up to the the all those emails and calls. Oh, where's the that downstairs bathroom? Uh, you know, which is obviously, we, we always try to not have that, not have that happen. And then in, in that situation, I would be like, well, you shouldn't have paid for the 35 package. And then it puts it on, the, on, on your client and it makes them feel like a chump.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I, another thing too, like when I used to shoot Flambian and use lighting and everything, right. like when I had a 25 photo package, it made a big difference as far as my shooting efficiency. If I was going into just a standard track home mm-hmm. or if I was walking into a huge home with high ceilings and massive windows, to, to take 25 photos in a house that big, it just takes longer. Right. But you're not getting paid anymore to take those 25 photos. Right. If you have your pricing
0: kind of based like that. So it started. But, but at the same time, if you're doing it by square footage, well, you might take 50 photos. So it is going to take longer too. But you're getting mm-hmm. paid more.
1: Yeah, you're getting paid more. So it just feels better. And it just, you know, mm-hmm. just when we talked it through, I'm like, you know what? We're transitioning. We're coming out as a new kind of entity. Mm-hmm. Like, let's figure this out. And that started to make a lot more sense in my mind.
0: Right. Well, and then one of the big, so I think those cons are, are pretty apparent. And I feel like I, from what I can tell, most people are going at this point by the square footage method rather than the number of shots. Um, and, but the big thing um, about doing it by the square footage is then you're not limited in the number of shots that you're taking. I mean, we I think we try to say, oh, look, you can expect if for a 2,000-square-foot home, you can expect between 25 and 30 photos. But often we're delivering 35 or 40. That's the thing. And especially now, like we like we said last episode, we're shooting HDR. So it's really easy to take more photos. Mm-hmm. And then you end up taking too many photos. And that is not great because that, that takes up everyone's time. It takes time in post. It takes money in post because, you know, you're you're paying your editors. Most people buy, you know, per photo. Yeah, you're paying per photo. Um,
1: that adds up quickly, right? Yeah.
0: It's more time uploading. It's more time downloading. It, it, it's all the thing. It, it does cause more work, but I think that on the whole, to me, it seems like a, a better option.
1: Yeah, it just feels better. And like now, like you mentioned, we're doing the HDR. You can get, I can get in and out of a three thousand square foot house in under an hour easily. Right. Right. So the time on site is just like you know, it doesn't really matter if I have to take five or ten extra photos. If it's a bigger home, it doesn't really hold me back in the field.
0: Right. Right. And and I feel like even within that, when we're doing it by the square footage, some houses, you're going to take a lot more photos than others. Right. And, and sometimes I feel like on a beater house, I almost feel guilty if we're, you know, charging the full rate on a 1100 square foot house. That's like, a, you know, a complete dump fixer where sometimes you get in these really cool modern houses that are 1100 square feet and you end up taking 60 photos because mm-hmm. you, there's so many photos to take and on the little beater you're taking 25 at the most and you're charging the same amount of money for each but i think that's it just in a way it comes out in the wash sometimes sometimes you get screwed sometimes uh, other people get screwed
1: yeah exactly and it, you know the square footage model sometimes doesn't work if you have a small house on a huge lot yes a pool, exactly. and a side yard in the yes. front
0: yard in the porch and
1: you end up taking 30 photos just outside yeah then you know
0: yeah, yeah. But I, but I think that that just, that's just part of it. It just mm-hmm. has to, it's just, there's no, I think there's no perfect solution, you know? And, in and, and what gets me too is, is shooting those, one thousand nine hundred and eighty six foot houses. Yeah. I hate those.
1: They're right on the cusp. Yeah. They'll say, oh, it's around eighteen yeah. hundred but and it's really twenty one hundred.
0: Yeah, <laughs> what I what I love is the is the is the realtor who has the two thousand sixty four square foot house. And so, well, it's so close to the to the to the lower tier. Can you mm-hmm. just charge me that? And I'm like, well, the next time you have a 1,986 square foot one, are you gonna bump <laughs> yeah. it up to the next right. door for me? We'll bump you down yeah. if you bump us up. Yeah, yeah. so I, we don't get that too much, but um, you know, uh, that's all right.
1: No, I mean, you got to cut it off somewhere, right? So yeah, it just of makes Sense, keep it round and keep it of course. And sensible. that's and that's also
0: one of the reasons that we always will double check with on the property records. You know, so w- whenever we do a shoot, and and now that we're using Ario and the, the the realtor is kind of inputting the the uh, square footage we always double check because, you know, and sometimes it works in our favor, sometimes not. But I think if you just have, oh, I just go on the property records, um, then then that's that's an easy way to, to charge it. And, but occasionally, though, there's stuff that doesn't show up, like if there's a new guest house addition and that pushes mm-hmm. the square footage up. But, you know, usually the realtor is going to let you know or you're going to figure it out w- once you get yeah. there.
1: Yeah, and it's like in our, in our field, you know, there's a lot of rebuild homes from the Thomas Fire a few years ago. Right. And there's just not stuff online yet, so we have to double check that. But Yeah, yeah it's just for, just part
0: sure. Of it. for sure, for sure, for sure. Um okay well I think that 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 settles that debate. I'm glad what a service we just provided to uh to the to the industry as a whole. But then I think what we want to so we've decided now that you want to shoot square footage or if you you know you can really shoot the other way as well. How do we figure out what to charge for these services? And and I guess we can just kind of talk a little bit I I guess about photos but obviously you got to figure out what you're charging for everything from you know, aerials to video to uh, virtual staging to virtual twilights. You know, all all those kind of things. So, what what's the first steps you kind of have to always be thinking about when we're figuring out prices?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, good good way to come at it. I think there's a couple different things you got to think about. Obviously. You want to do a competitive analysis. You want to look out there in the field in your area, especially if you're new and starting out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what is everyone else charging? And that can be a little tricky. Like I know before we merged that we didn't list our prices on our individual websites, right. So it was kind of like, oh, maybe if he's not listing mine, his, I won't list mine because right. I don't want him to know kind of thing. So it's like.
0: But you had an order form, I think. So, mm-hmm. and, and the prices were on the order form, I think. Yeah, I think if you dig around, you figured it out. I dug.
1: So you, I guess you already knew. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, that's one thing is to do a competitive analysis. You know, you can only get so far because not everyone's going to list their prices. But that's a big part of kind of where your market's at. We're in Southern California, and we can, you know, charge a certain amount because most homes are in the 800 sure. to $2 million range. So you have a certain amount of budget with marketing from agents. Mm-hmm. If you're in a different market, then, you know, things might be in the 150 or Maybe there's people doing doing what you do for ninety nine dollars, so you need to see what's out there. That's the first
0: step. Yeah, yeah, I think doing that kind of market analysis of where where the pricing is, and then you have to figure out where you're going to come in on those uh, on those prices. And I mean, maybe if you're just starting out, you and I don't know. I'm just kind of talking, but you you might want to start on the lower end because you're trying to drum up business, um, unless you're really trying to position yourself as like some sort of you know expert not expert but like a, you're trying for a, um, a higher value brand yeah if you're more of I'm a luxury saying? shooter yeah, then you that's
1: go. you're probably not you know you're probably not starting out but if you have that skill set from interior photography or something and you're trying to branch into real estate then that might make sense
0: right right so you're looking around but then so you say oh someone else is charging 99 dollars, or they're charging 200 dollars well, you have to figure out if you can actually provide that service at that price, if, if you've decided that you want to match them at that price and still make money. I mean, that's the biggest mm-hmm. thing. So you have to kind of know what is out there, but then you also have to know how much it's going to cost you. To provide that service for your right. clients,
1: yeah, you have to know what your cost of doing business is, right? And that's yeah. a whole episode in and of itself. Yeah, we for may sure. get into with our mentor Jeff <laughs> at a later date, but um, yeah, you you need to do a cost of doing business analysis. There's templates out there. There's forms you can figure it out. But yeah. it's basically plugging in all your costs, all your expenses. Yeah, and, and you, what and you a got, photo shoot costs you, right? Yeah, and
0: you got to think about that. It's also like how how much does your insurance cost? And mm-hmm. how, you know, how much per, how much of your cost per shoot is actually insurance. So if you pay a thousand dollars a year, well, maybe $2 to every, you know, that's going to be $2 at every shoot is goes to insurance. So you have to build those, those kind of fixed yearly costs into your cost of doing business. Cause you mm-hmm. have to cover those costs. And also the thing that people, I, I think if you're not having a team, what you kind of probably don't think about is what is your time worth? So mm-hmm. you really should be paying, thinking of yourself that every hour you spend, I should be getting paid X amount of dollars. I should be getting fifty dollars an hour, hundred dollars an hour, twenty dollars an hour, whatever it is. You gotta, you want you have to build that in to your cost of doing business. Absolutely. Because yeah. if unless if you don't do that and you're just saying like you're not valuing your time in there, then as you scale, it's going to be hard to know what you can actually afford to pay people if you're not already kind of thinking about the labor, even if you're doing it as part mm-hmm. of your cost of doing business.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I think you're. Right. I think it needs to be your labor, you know. Estimate needs to be at least what you would pay someone. Obviously, you want to pay yourself as the employer more, but you can get more on the business on the back end. So, just for the calculation part of it, mm-hmm. you should probably just be factoring in what would I be paying someone to shoot this house for two hours or whatever.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And and it's really kind of combing through your expenses and coming up with every single every single cost, and then you're going to know. Okay, my my co- my costs for doing the shoot are $97 so you can't charge $99
1: right you're gonna go out of business real quick making two bucks a shoot
0: yeah yeah and, and I think that you so you have to know that and you have to then think of like how much do I need you know how, how much profit do I need to make you know what are my living expenses what are the expectations that for my family you know what what do we what do you need to get? And then you can set those prices accordingly. Um, and, and, and so once you know all that, then you, you're easier, it's easier to strategize how to place yourself within the market.
1: Right. Yeah. Then do you want to come in like what value, what's your proposition to clients, right? right. To Potential clients. Are you going to be, you know, the high volume $99 shooter? Or are you going to come in like uh, what we're trying to don't present? do right? that. That would, that's, no. that's, yeah. Because if you think about all the value that what, since we've scaled, mm-hmm. all the value that we bring to clients now that we didn't have Ooh. before with Chelsea and Ario yeah. and all the backend stuff and the fact that we're just an all in one and mm-hmm. kind a of one-stop shop. Like Who delivers
0: everything next day. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's a huge value and that has to be factored into what you're Pricing
0: your services. Yeah, and so and so we position, and it, it it goes back to I think what we talked about in the branding episode of how are you positioning your brand, and I think your prices should reflect that. And so mm-hmm. we've kind of taken on the high middle, right? And so I yeah. think that's about where our prices fall. Mm-hmm. Like we're, like I think we'll uh, we'll probably get into the more of the specific prices maybe in the second half of the episode. But if you want to follow along, you can look at our prices upmarket.media backslash prices. Pricing. Pricing. Yeah. Pricing pricing or just, you know, go to our website, click on the pricing thing and you can see all our prices and you know, our market is very specific. So they are only, these prices are only specific to our market. Um, But you know, you can at least kind of see what we're, what we're talking about. Um, So we've kind of positioned as the high middle. So that means we're obviously not the cheapest, but we're probably not the most expensive. Um, I don't think, no, I don't think, I mean, there's no.
1: people that are kind of more interior design photographers that maybe will let, you know, yeah. advertise, well, I'll do 15 photos for your high end listing in Beverly Hills kind of thing and spend six right. hours doing that. Obviously well, we're not at that yeah, level. Yeah, And
0: I know like the bread and butter shooters and I know I was talking to, uh, Lauren Engel who's, who's very active in the groups. You probably mm-hmm. know who she is. Uh, and she's in LA. I mean, it's only 50 miles away or whatever, but I know her prices are like. I think she's a hundred dollars or $150 more just for a basic shoot Mm -hmm. than we're able to charge. Um, so it's going to be, and I, and now in doing the podcast, we've seen kind of some other, other people reached out and we've seen what the pricing is in their market. And it's like, we charge $300 for our basic shoot, you know, the most common shoot, which is the under 2000 square foot home. It's $300. And we've seen people charging, who are doing a good business, charging $150 for that because that's what their market will bear. I'm like, wow. Yeah, that's what their market will bear. And I mean, Mm -hmm. that's okay. And, you know, and obviously the cost of living there is a lot lower. The cost of living where we are is like unbelievably high right. so we have to uh we you know we have to charge a bit more but but i think for us it's been comfortable to kind of position ourselves as be not the lowest for sure and then um you know just a little bit under the highest the highest but yeah. that's our whole brand is upmarket you got you got to pay for that stuff man right. that you can't good. you know what are you gonna do i mean like,
1: what's interesting too is over the years as i've done price increases before we merged and we've done a couple since we've merged is mm-hmm. that we've gotten very little to zero pushback And prices, price increases. And to me, you know, we have hundreds and hundreds of clients. If you're, if you're getting a couple of people that maybe say something every now and again, but most of the people don't even say anything or blink an eye, then you know, you're probably,
0: maybe we're still too low or that you're kind of okay. I I, I was just thinking about that today as, as I was kind of thinking about what we're going to talk about the podcast. I was like, you know, I feel like raising our prices again. I know we just Mm -hmm. did it a few months ago, but it's like, and we did a big raise. Like we went. From last year, we were doing 250 for that same shoot. And so mm-hmm. we upped at 50 bucks to, to 300 bucks. And I kind of feel like, oh, you know, next year, maybe we go to 325. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels, I don't know, or maybe more, maybe 350. I mean, I, maybe. it's, I mean, if, if inflation keeps up, I mean, that's the other big thing right now, everyone's thinking about raising their prices. If you haven't thought about it, you're crazy. Cause you got to think about it right now. Cause the way inflation has been going, um, even just covering your gas costs. I mean, yeah. obviously we're all, we're all in the same boat. Um, I mean, what are we paying for gas in California? It's like six thirty, six fifty,
1: yeah. or something a gallon. It's yeah. insane. Yeah.
0: yeah, and so and we just had to up our uh, we upped our mileage that we pay uh, pay the employees when they're out. And for us, I mean, we get mileage reimbursed as well. So mm-hmm. that that payment went up. And I think that's a national thing. Yeah, right? even so, the
1: IRS is like, oh man, we got to keep up with this too. Yeah, so. yeah,
0: exactly. So so I think that I, I, my advice to people out there is that you don't be shy about raising your prices. Um, I you'll probably find you have uh not as much pushback that you think you might have, but you might. And but here's the thing: if you, did, it's the old thing. If you, say you raise your prices twenty-five percent, mm-hmm. and you lose ten percent of your clients, congratulations, you just got a raise. Yeah, <laughs> for less <doing> work, <laughs> more for, money. let's like work for more money. And even if you lose twenty-five percent of your clients, well, you're gonna make the same amount of money and work twenty-five percent less. So, mm-hmm. I, you know. Yeah, and the, the, if you're
1: getting 5% of your clients are saying, oh, this is a little bit more than I, would, you know, yeah. then that's probably okay. If you're getting one out of 20 people are saying something and, and the 19 it, others are fine, then. Yeah.
0: And, it, and it, it's a little tricky. I, I know that that's an easy advice to give. And I think for us in our, in our particular market, we don't kind of have that main, like you and I were the main competition and we came mm-hmm. together. So there's not that other person out there who's who really has, I think, a, a really big market share that, that we really have to think about competing on price. We're that's kind true. of not not like we're on an island like there's no one else around but i think there's no one else who kind of does exactly what we we do what we do no so no one
1: offers what we do in the service and the products and everything all in one yeah sure.
0: yeah i mean maybe some of the national brands have a, i don't even know though if like matterport slash vht <laughs> has uh has shooters around here or not i mean I, I I'm guess not yet
1: i mean i know that we know of you know some bigger names that are kind of creeping into our market so that's kind of something that we're yeah. Keeping in the back of our mind and when we of you know course. we'll talk yeah. about packages and stuff later, but when we kind of came up with our new structure, it's like, well, you know, we're okay now, but what's yeah. gonna happen in six months to a year? Yeah,
0: so you have to the so this is so the pricing thing is is something you always have to kind of keep your eye on. You can't just rest on your laurels. Um and 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 you know, because you always have to be kind of assessing where the threats are coming from, um, you know, who else is out in that marketplace. Um but I I would say to people, you know, really, if you can avoid it, don't do that race to the bottom. And if someone comes into your market and undercuts your prices, I think that's a moment for you to kind of display the value that you bring to your clients rather than try to, to meet the, the, the new upstart on price.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Cause who knows in six months if that person's burned out or they're going to move or whatever and they don't exist. And then suddenly your prices are at rock bottom and you just kind of screwed yourself yourself for no Well, yeah.
0: And, And the people do the people who are doing the $99 photo shoots, they can't last Because they can't. How can they at that price or 150 or whatever? I I mean, you see people. It's 199. You get Matterport. You get photos. You get drone. You get everything. I mean, the volume has to be so high to make that even worthwhile. And I don't see how you can outsource your editing with that. It's just like you. I don't see how people are making money doing that. Right.
1: And it's you know it's all about that value proposition that we mentioned. It's like I was just at a twilight shoot last night with one of our better clients. Had a few minutes. I was chatting with him. And he's like, Oh yeah, I've noticed you rolled out your new pay to download thing and mm-hmm. we're chatting about pricing a bit. And he said, Oh, I've noticed, you know, prices for this kind of photography have spiked up quite a bit. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Yeah, you know, it's everything's going up and I feel like our prices are competitive. And he's like, Oh, I still get, you know, proposition, I still get emails for I'll do this for ninety-nine and one ninety-nine and Oh, really? Yeah. And he's I said, Oh, you ever thought about clicking on him or checking him out? He's like, Ah, no, I wouldn't even waste my time. It's like uh-huh. for him, it's an unknown entity, right? That right. he's not gonna risk Walking into a $2 million photo shoot and have some new person that he doesn't know show up because that's representing his brand. So that's the value that we're bringing to him that he's going to pay whatever we charge because we have that credibility with him within the industry and he knows what he's going to get. So it's kind of like. And
0: and I think that if we uh, doubled our prices, maybe he would think about it. I mean that's the thing, yeah. is, right? There's always a point where mm-hmm. the loyalty is only going to go so far and I mean how much value can you actually bring when there are other options in the market, you know? All sure. right, you know. Yeah, there's so. a ceiling, right? We'd yeah. love to
1: charge $10,000 every shoot, but that's just not realistic. So there's a ceiling
0: somewhere and we're maybe I, not I there I yet. Wanna, I don't know if I even want to do that. It sounds like a lot of pressure. I think the <laughs> expectations would be really high because I like it's like I I, <laughs> I, t- I I told a client the other day, you know, like I, I want to I actually want to set low expectations for shoots and then exceed those expectations. Mm-hmm. That that's kind of our. Business model, then so, you ever deliver
1: and wow yeah, people, and yeah exactly. Feel good about so it, right? and
0: that's and so when you have your pricing in, in a way where you where you're not at the very very top, then you can be like, oh yeah, then it feels like there's value, right? So if you're not mm-hmm. the, the the height of the market, it's it's going to be hard to ever really, I think, in your client's mind, hit your value or or uh, you know in the same way, right? Sure. When like like I want people, I want our clients to think that what we do, yeah, they got to pay for, but it's actually for what they get a good deal.
1: Yeah. That's a good place to be. And especially as you're scaling and you have different people shooting things it might, you know, you try to keep things consistent, but things are going to be slightly different and there's different eyes on the photos delivering them. So, you know, you just want things to be as consistent as possible and for them to still see that value. Right.
0: Mark, speaking of prices, Prices are high on everything. We got to make some money. So let's do an ad and then let's talk a little bit of social media and then we'll come back and we're going to talk about packages and we're going to talk about some other stuff. And we're going to end with a couple action items at the end of the episode. Stick around. Let's do it. presenting sponsors, Aereo. And we really have made in the last two, since we really had the last podcast, we have really been using Aereo in a new way. We are doing our invoicing through Aereo now. And oh my God, my life is already so much better. Chelsea, how's your life now? I love it. Oh, she loves it. I always he, love the Ariel. Yeah. Well, no, she loves it. I, I love it even more because I was doing all the invoicing and now basically Chelsea's doing the invoicing. So man, I, it's like things are great and Chelsea has a smile on her face. So I feel good. Mark, what do you, how do you feel I about it? I guess that's a pretty good trade for you, man. Yeah, yeah right. it's a yeah. great trade.
1: I love it. I mean, I can, I used to be able to access our old invoicing, but I, I wasn't in there on the daily like right. you were, but now I'm in Ariel all the time and I can see paid, 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 paid. Yeah, I, yeah. I love seeing all and the we, green
0: and, paid and, signs. Yeah. And we switched to the pay to download and it's like, oh man. So nice. Now
2: I get to see everyone who doesn't pay. Yeah. So you
0: know. See, I see, I uh, you know, uh, uh, under the surface for a lot of people and you guys don't even know. But um, so, yeah. So anyway, that's one of the features you can do in Ario. There's so many more. Go to Aereo.com, A-R-Y-E-O.com. Use the code upmarket for any new user and they're going to get 15 free bonus listings. Last social media sidebar we broke big news. So we're not going to break big news again, but we're going to talk about that big news a little bit more. And that is that we do have social, we're on social platforms for this podcast. Now we're Up Pod on Instagram and Facebook. You can follow like, do whatever it is you do with people on those platforms. You can do it with us there. Um, if you want to contact us, which we love, you can do it through those platforms or you can always, of course, go to upmarketpod.com. Uh, you can get on our mailing list. You can do all that kind of stuff. And also, of course, rate, review. We love the ratings. We love the reviews. Um, so how has our world changed Mark and Chelsea since we now have these platforms?
2: We get to talk a lot more with our, you know, our listeners. Yeah. Take you were going to say talk. fans.
0: You were going to say fans. No, I was not. You were going to say fans. <laughs> no, but I was I, not. Listeners. I don't think we have fans. We have listeners. Listeners. Yeah. yeah. I could tell you wanted was, to say fans. No,
2: I was going between audience and listeners. Oh, okay. <laughs> not fans. <laughs> but no, sure, fans. No. <laughs> <laughs> um... And it's it's nice to hear all the positive feedback and get, you know, just insight into what people wanna from us
1: it is right we're sitting in a room with microphones looking at each other and we see yeah. people downloading it but to actually get that interaction and exactly. people say oh this is so inspirational thank you guys for putting this out there your team you know it's just it's pretty cool to hear that
0: yeah well no and, and this and definitely this whole episode is in relation to some of that feedback we've gotten of people like hey we're I'm really thinking about my prices I'm really doing this you know what what's your guys' take on it and and hopefully because we've thought about it I you know and, and w- like in this podcast i we never want to present like we have all the answers but I think that um, we, you know, have thought about it at least, and you can have the discussion. And maybe it's something that we've thought about is something you haven't, or or maybe you have something to add. And if you have something to add, go ahead and and please let us know. Please get in on one of those platforms and and talk to us. Um, any other big social media news? I'm gonna I'm gonna post today. Um, uh oh. No, I'm going to post, I, <laughs> I think I'm going to do stories about how, you know, uh, it's because it's behind recording day. Yeah, behind yes. the scenes. Because uh, we're recording this on a Friday. I think the pod will come out on Tuesday. Um, but, you know, we, we now have this tradition where we're getting uh, tomato pie every every <laughs> recording oh, break from, from Pinion and Ojai. So if you want to see the tomato pie, you can, I'll, I'll make it as a story highlight. So you can, uh, but there's these slab pizzas, these, these guys in our, our town are making now and they're just like phenomenal.
2: Shout out to Pinion. Shout out that's to Pinyon, the you know, the yeah, That's the real behind the scenes. Yeah, that's
0: <laughs> the real behind the scenes. So, um, and then, yeah, I think any, I don't think there's been any big reels or king. Yeah, still yeah. king. Yeah, that's what I, okay, social media. <laughs> that's great. Thank you. All right, so you kind of know what your prices are going to be now how do you present those to the public? I mean, obviously you're gonna have, you may have them on your website, you might not, you'll have a price sheet, you know, whatever it is. But more importantly, like how are you packaging those prices to your clients? Are you doing packages? Are you doing just kind of a la carte pricing? And I, in we've basically almost always done a la carte pricing. I tried to do packages a long time ago. It didn't really work that well. And then I just kind of moved to basic, just 100% a la carte pricing. Um, And if I did do packages, it would just be like, oh, yeah, you want the works. Okay, but you don't get a discount on it. And that's for the first year that we came together, that's what we were doing, just basically a la carte. And then this year, we also added packages.
1: We did, yeah. For me, it was like I was always a la carte because I didn't really have a ton of services that I could package. (laughs) I was like photos and drone. I was like, oh, that's a package, right? Twilights, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. there was there was minimal stuff that I could kind of package. So for me, it just made sense to just throw up your individual services and let them have at it. Right. But right. yeah, we've moved into this kind of package mentality, and I think there's a couple reasons for that, and it's been working well for us, but it's kind of... Has it? I think so. Okay. And I, you know, and it's... We'll talk about this, too, but it's like the market is shifting now, too, right, that we've mentioned. It's like oh, the stuff shifting is not, market. Yeah. Stuff is not selling as quickly, and it's not just like, give me the photos, oh. the thing's already in escrow. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, man, there's already two of this floor plan up on the street for sale. What am I going to do to get this thing right. sold? So that kind of shifts the realtor's mindset to like, all oh, right, I need more more marketing, more right. You know, more offerings. What can I do to w- not only win the listing, but then sell the dang thing?
0: Right. Well, I, I say that because I, I kind of felt like, but not, not that the packages have been a dud, but I've been like, well, they've been all right. I don't know that, you know, because most people are still just photos and mm-hmm. maybe some aerials and you know, all that stuff. But then we're looking as we were making the switch over to the invoice in an area and whatever, we were running the numbers and kind of looking at it. And I was like, oh we've actually done a lot more packages than I thought, than I thought we had. And so I was like, oh, okay, well, these are actually, you know, pretty good. Like at least, I would say at least 10% of our shoots are doing like a full, like a full package, Mm -hmm. which is great. I would like that to be more, but. um, Sure. I mean, when you, when
1: we first came up with the packages and kind of what they are that we'll go into, it's like. Well, if we package these services, we'll offer you know a certain percentage discount, and that'll be an incentive. The agent, you know, so when you think you launch them, all the agents are just gonna, oh, they're just gonna clamor on this, and it's just gonna be all packages. And that doesn't really happen with your existing client base because they're just so used to doing just the photos, just this, whatever they do. That to change them takes time. But I feel like the newer clients, and we're presenting ourselves as a package kind of media service. Then, then it's a much higher
0: percentage for new clients. I feel. Yeah, you you think you find that true, Chelsea? I mean, yes. you're on the front lines. Yes. Yeah, the, it's easier to sell package to a new client.
2: Yeah, and you know, I've noticed a lot of the newer clients are booking. The ones that are booking through the through Aereo are uh-huh. booking packages. Aha. Uh-huh. So.
1: Nice. What's a trick for that? We have a little yeah. trick, right? That kind of works. Oh yeah.
2: Do we? Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, on the order form. So now we, we're really pushing our order form that's on our website, and you know, we're going to launch our app. All this is through Aereo, but we list the good stuff first we list the packages first so it's basically you got to walk through the candy aisle to get to the milk right so our basic photos are just way down at the bottom Mm -hmm. so keep on scrolling you know do you really want to do all that work you don't just just click on this one click on that luxury package Mm -hmm. come on yeah we have
1: a nice thumbnail that's like wow i want that for my listing
0: oh don't you think of yourself as a person who likes luxury you should just do our luxury package (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) we keep it we keep it easy we make it simple right
0: yeah yeah and and um so, but I, I do think, the, the, yeah, retraining people is harder than training new people, yes. for sure. And I think we struggled with, you know, we've looked around, we, when we were doing our competitive analysis and looking at at, at people's prices, definitely, uh, we saw some companies had like 30 different packages you could buy, as yeah. others just had like two. And so we kind of fell in between that, because like 30 or 10 or whatever, this was way too many, it just gets so confusing. We went with four and I think, you know, our main one is the upmarket media package, which is really, it is our, mo- you know, we say it's the most popular, but it is, I think, the most popular because it's like, it's photos, aerial photos, video, like the short video, like our 30 to 45 second highlight video, or what do we call it? Uh, social media social video. Social media Yeah. And then um, uh, Matterport 3D. Mm-hmm. And that's the most popular package. And yeah. then you can, if you want to add on, you can add on Twilight's or you can add on. What else can you add on? Virtual floor, staging. Oh, virtual staging, a floor plan. Yes. Schematic floor plan. Floor plan. Um, so we so when we were putting together our packages, then you, you have to incentivize people. So you you do have to put a discount on there. I don't remember what our percentage was. I think on the media package, it's like I want to say it's like 10 to 15 percent. Mm-hmm. That but, sounds right. But, yeah. I, but I feel like you have to get like enough services on there that you can afford to give give a discount. And in in and I think it works out that if you're doing our our media package, you're basically almost getting free aerials, is what it kind of amounts to in right. terms of a dollar amount. Um, so you're really just kind of paying for photos, uh, Matterport, and a video. Which then, you know, for us, like on a basic level, house, I think it's nine hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, starting. Yeah. Oh, nine, Chelsea's looking at the prices. 950. Starting nine fifty. I have it a, up. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'm still
2: getting used to them <laughs> too. So.
0: Right. So and, and like I'm fine because we can send you know, like Mark or I on a lot of those, we don't even have to show up. I mean, mm-hmm. we can send our staff to do it. Neither, either one of our staff or two of them can go and they're going to spend, you know, two, if it's two of them, they can spend two hours at the property, you know, and then if it's one person, it's probably three, three and a half. And, and that's great. Cause, and, and, the, and we can build that and, and, I mean, that works out really well for us. Yeah, I mean, that's
1: when you run the numbers and look at the timing in a day, right? It's a lot more efficient to have two people doing a shoot with a package rather than having them driving all over town, paying for their mileage to just do five photo shoots for the same amount. It makes way more sense. Yeah,
0: yeah. And um, I don't mind giving free aerials for that. I mean, that's the thing is you're just, you're just trying to, it's like less about at that point what you're getting for any individual thing. It's just like trying to just maximize the amount of dollars you're getting for the time you're spending there. And yeah. You know,
1: and it, our return it, on investment for aerials is so huge that we can, you know.
0: Right. Exactly. I mean, I, I feel like when we were looking at all, all the things and what is the most profitable, I mean, if you're adding on aerials, I mean, that's just like free money basically. Cause you're, you know, it's going to take whoever's doing it 10 extra minutes to do it and then yeah, you're going to have eight to 10 photos you got to send to your editor, but it's, you know, we charge 175 bucks. So it's like really, I mean, that's, that's where you make the money. It's so much more efficient than even the $300 photo shoot, you know, that's going to take time and it's a lot of photos you got to process and absolutely. Yeah. And all that. And I feel like on some of our bigger packages are more luck are the kind of luxury packages where, you know, we, maybe we're doing the longer video and you have the twilights and everything else. I feel like some of those discounts end up being a lot on like a, like a, like a really big house. But, um, you know, cause I was inputting into QuickBooks, what, what the discounts are. And I was like, Shoot, we're giving $500 off to do on this, <laughs> but you know, on a 6,000 square foot house, uh, you know, you're still going to bill, you know, 1800 or something or or Fifty. I don't even know. Yeah. But
1: And our packages are broken down by square footage too. We didn't yes. really mention that. So it's like you know, the bigger the home, the more time we're spending there, but we're making significantly more. So.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know about significantly. It, that's the thing is, I'm not on. I think on the higher end, I'm not as sold on the packages because I think we're ended up giving too too much of a discount. I think we do need to kind of rejigger um, our pricing on those. And and honestly, the the our our luxury packages don't sell that much. I mean in a way Mm -hmm. i think and i know there's a lot of like pricing philosophies and you know product philosophies out there um and i think that you do want those really high price packages that even if those help sell your lower price packages because they're like, oh, I want to do a package. Oh, that one's uh, that one's a little too crazy, but oh, this one sounds just about right.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's the
0: Goldilocks theory, I think. Yeah, right? it's like,
1: yeah. Well, yeah, we'll fiddle around right here yeah. in the middle.
0: Yeah, and then and then and we felt like though too, we also needed to just uh, in thinking about what are we offering to our clients and what what value are, are we bringing to people who maybe aren't ready to make that jump into video or 3d, or they've decided that this is not part of their marketing plan. We did decide to have a photos only package. Um, so it's photos, aerial photos and twilight photos together. And so then I think we give just a flat $50 discount at every, uh, um, square footage tier for that. And, and I think that that was a good move. I think Mark kind of brought that up um, as just, you know, being the photo guy. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because we still have his kind of legacy clients who will only do photos because that's, that's yeah. still what they're used Even to. Even
1: they're some of the better agents in town and they're just locked into that mindset. But yeah, we offer something for them too. And it's, like you said, there's competitors that have 30-some packages, but we came up with their four or five that fit on one page that we could fit right. in one pricing yes. table that I feel for clients that are old and new, that are looking at your services and trying to figure out things. If they can look at everything on one page and compare it across and easily know... Mm-hmm what fits them, then I feel like, you know, you're making it easier for them.
0: Yeah. And I feel like it's still complicated. I feel like it's not as straightforward as I would like, but I mean, once I don't know how else to kind of break it down, uh, cause we do offer a lot of different services and, and what kills me is, is, is the, the, just that you have those square footage tiers and for our video product, you know, that's just a, a flat fee, right? For our social media video, it doesn't matter the size of the house. Right. Um, and maybe it should, but it just makes it more complicated. Um, I, we felt like it was because the video is only 30 to 45 seconds. We're doing the same amount of work for any individual house. So, um, I, it felt like a flat fee for that is good. But if we're doing like the longer, more comprehensive videos, we do have different, a different price structure per square footage because you are on the 6,000 square foot house. You are, if they're, you're doing a comprehensive video, you, it is going to be a longer video with more shots than than a mm-hmm. 1,500 square feet. Yeah, it is, there are a lot of factors,
1: and it's like you're never going to have a package that fits every single agent's you know, mm-hmm. needs, but as long as we have these kind of core packages with the available add-ons, then I think you can kind of mm-hmm. cover a lot of bases. Yeah,
0: and I think how we try to bring value on kind of our uh, on our more luxury packages is throwing in some of those extras, like throwing in the schematic floor plan off the Matterport, throwing in a custom domain. Mm-hmm. Those things that do cost us money, but you know, your costs on the, the floor plan are 15 bucks and your costs on the domain are, how much are the domains 15, something like that. 18 through Aereo? Yeah. 18? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aereo, come on. They should be lower. <laughs> that sounds high. They dropped them by a dollar. I was like, Ooh, oh, wow. yeah, they wow. used to be 19. <laughs> oh, they used to be 19. Well, come on, Brannick. <laughs> <sighs> Give it to us for 17. Yeah, we need 17. Um, so it's, so, and that's another thing to talk about is is those add ons, right? And 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 I know uh Chelsea, you always went, and we've talked about this when we were talking about on the upselling episode if someone does call in which you know we're still getting calls it's not like everyone's using the online order form you know you always are asking do you want fries with that yes yeah yeah i yeah. try yeah well yeah and i guess some people you know
2: i know and yeah. i always just say just photos on this one <laughs> it's like a little <laughs> nudge but right. i know they're gonna say no but right right you right, know, right. I, mean, I try yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so uh, and, and, and what do you think what is the what's the easiest upsell virtual twilight Oh, oh, there's like
2: a little yeah. add-on oh, or yeah, something. Well,
0: oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's good. Virtual Twilight. Yeah. I, I know a lot of photographers out there hate them. I don't really love them either, but I do like selling them. Virtual, you know, I virtual feel like twilights. some of our
2: old school clients are starting to love them, though. Well, they In, love them
0: because our virtual Twilight product, we charge $25 too. for one virtual Twilight, right. and we charge <laughs> $250 to go out and take mm-hmm. Twilight. So, right. yes, they love them. Um, so do we, right? And you're trying to take yeah. your kids in at eight o'clock and you got to go do a yeah, twilight especially shoot. In in like, the summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think that there, there, there is that too, that I think that is to think about. Cause sometimes I'm like, yeah, we'll just sell virtual twilights and I'll cover it. But at the same time, if we're going to do, you know, if there's two or three of us out there on any given night doing twilights, well, that's five, you know, two fifty to $750 that we're bringing in just for doing twilights. Right and then well to get $250 out of virtual twilights well we got to sell 10 and we're not selling 10 of them every day no. at this point so you you do but it it goes back to one of the themes of overall of this podcast is what we are trying to do is have a better life and that doesn't always mm-hmm. mean we're making more money so i think that upselling those virtual twilights really makes our life better maybe it doesn't bring us as much money but you know shooting twilights is that's why we end every show by wishing you that you don't have to shoot any twilights on a Friday night because it is the bane of all our lives. You know, no one likes it. Um, and maybe some people like it, but it it really, it really does affect your, um, personal life, um, to, you know, and I think in, in a negative way. It so, does.
1: I mean, I got two this week back to back and I'm just yeah. like, oh, my kids are like, you're going out again, Dan. So it's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm going out again to work. It's like, and Man. that's my,
0: that's my drinking time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, I mean, even that's the, agent,
2: cocktail the agent, yeah, exactly
1: <laughs> the agent I met last night, he's like, oh, I was going to have a martini, but then I remembered I got to go meet Mark for Twilight. So it's like, yeah. it's kind of a bummer on his night. Too. Oh no,
0: totally. I, the agents don't like me. The agents very rarely show up because they mm. actually want to go and have a little slice of, you know, actual life that they can have. So. Um, you know, it's all
2: fine in the winter when the sun goes down. Yeah, well, then
0: it's an easy two hundred fifty bucks on your way home at five. You know, that's that's totally fine. Um, yeah, and I
1: think you know, there's some people that maybe are switching from doing Twilights to virtual Twilights, but I feel like the majority of the people that are using the virtual Twilights are they're just deciding that that's their marketing edge or something to stand out, so they'll just add on one or two on every single listing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so it bumps out right up by fifty bucks, which is nice, and then the cost is very minimal. So. Yeah, I've that. noticed that
2: it. with a few clients lately that that's like their new right. package for themselves that they're <laughs> creating. Yeah, mm-hmm. And I've actually heard them say that to me, which, you know, is yeah. great. They're yeah. creating what works for their brand. Sure, and
0: sure.
2: They're sticking with
0: it. No, and, and you know, virtual twilights, don't even have to think about it. It's great. Yeah. And, you know, I we should probably charge a little bit more, but um, maybe not. Maybe we should. I don't know. I don't know. Should I mean, let's do a cost analysis on our virtual <laughs> Twilights.
1: We should. And the editing service we use, it's like the turnaround's super quick, right? So yeah. we try to get them out that day so that everything's ready the next morning. But even if we don't, we need to submit it that morning. Then it's usually ready by noon, and we can
0: just yeah, send it all out. It takes and a mm-hmm. couple And everyone's hours. happy. Right. So you really got to think about all the services that you offer when you're coming up with prices, because we now that we've been doing the, it's been a really good moment to kind of be putting everything into Aereo because it's really making us look at what are we offering, what are we charging. Because sometimes, as I was writing invoices in QuickBooks, I'd be like, "Well, this is a weird thing that we just did. Okay, I'm just gonna put it under the guise of general photography, and I'm gonna charge fifty bucks, or I'm gonna charge two hundred dollars." And so, but now we, you know, we have to come up with a price that we can have in our menu for coming soon photos. Cause that's been one over the last year or two that, oh my God, we have to do so often is like, mm-hmm. Hey, can you just go and grab a couple shots at the front? And we're not going to do the shoot till next week. And I, and uh, you know, back in the old days, I would often just do that for free. And especially I was in a small town, it's not that hard to, to, to get to a place and, and just grab those photos. But now, you know, I think we charge 50 bucks I mean it's just a nominal fee, but it is something that we do. You, you do need to think about it needs to be um, on your price list or, you know, or, uh, you know, in your, in your um, pricing software uh, so that you can invoice for it. Um,
1: yeah. And especially as you grow on scale, if you're not doing that shoot, right, you're sending someone out there. So that there is an actual cost to get that coming soon photo for the business. Yeah, yeah so for we sure. Need, we, I feel good about charging for that, but yeah, every little thing like we just had this morning, right? We did a reshoot and we're like, well, there's yeah. different kinds of reshoots. Maybe someone just needs a front shot reshoot or they need a full interior reshoot. And like, what are your prices for that? And yeah. how do you structure it? And how do you let people know? So they're not surprised when they get the bill. And
0: yeah. And I don't want to have a menu uh, like, th- th- and, and I was like, well, I don't want this to be a public facing product, right? I don't want to mm-hmm. put it in Aereo so that everyone can see it on our order form and they're going to, cause you just know some dope is going to order a reshoot on a house, you know, on a house that hasn't even been shot yet. Totally. And then they're like, well, no, but I ordered the reshoot shoot and it was $125 and you're like okay (laughs) you know and then and 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 then to have one more thing where you have to have all these different variables and different prices it's just like oh no we just that's an internal thing you know and then and two we also have some of these old legacy products like mark does for one client does these like google earth zoom ins yeah
1: yeah, it's like a, he has these huge vacant land properties like 60 acre farms and he mm-hmm. wa- oh he wants me to do a Google Earth tour, which is basically, you know, putting the plot map on Google Earth. So someone has a link, they zoom in and mm-hmm. it's just something that he came up with from an old photographer that he used and I figured out how to replicate it. And yeah, we don't want to advertise that to everyone because no, nobody knows what that means or what yeah. that is or how to use it. So, no, yeah. no,
0: no, we don't want to do that. So we're not going to put that kind of stuff on our website or on our order form, but we did do, we did make the decision to, just to kind of touch on that again, that we, our prices are on our website and that's something that we didn't have before. And, and I guess, I don't know why, I can't remember why I didn't have my prices on my website, I guess, because I thought it would, other people would undercut it or Mm -hmm. like, or I felt, or maybe it was, I I felt like, Oh, my prices are kind of high. It's going to scare people off and they're not going to want to call me. And I don't think I feel that way anymore.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's one strategy that, you know, you want to get people on the phone to let them know what kind of value you're bringing rather than them just seeing a number and them shopping Mm -hmm. around and finding the lowest price, right? Right. 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 But we kind of made the decision, I think, as a business to be like, you know what? When I'm shopping for stuff online, I like to see what it's going to cost me and I feel like the value that brings for the client and just being transparent. We're not hiding anything from we're not scared of competitors undercutting us. We're just, we're open, we're transparent. This is what we cost. This is what we offer and just
0: throw it out there. Yeah, and and, and I really like having the prices on there. I, I wouldn't go back. I, I, I do think it makes it, you just feel you just feel more upfront too. It doesn't feel, mm-hmm. not that we we're being shady, but it, you know, it, it is nice to just have, have have everything out in the open. Yeah,
1: and it cuts down on the back and forth. Oh, what do you guys charge for aerials? And it's just like, boom, okay. here's the pricing sheet. Check it out.
2: Yeah, and the bottom line is if they're on our website and they like our work, they're going to reach out even if they think it's high right, and we still get to talk to them and work it out. And mm-hmm. if, they're, if they look at the website, they think it's too expensive. Well, then those aren't the people yeah, you want as a client exactly, anyway.
0: <laughs> exactly. And that's the other thing is always have in mind who your ideal client is when you're exactly. setting your prices, you
1: know? Yeah. Not every agent is your client. You have to realize that. And even if they are at one point and you raise your prices and they move on, then that's okay too. It's like you have to find your niche within the market.
0: Right. So is there something to talk about in terms of, you know, we, we have our, and I think for every real estate media company, it's probably the same. Your core product is your photo product, right? That is the one that's the entry level product for people. That is the, um, that's the thing that you just do the most of. I mean, I look and that's, you know, still, I think it's like the, the one to 2000 square foot photo shoot is our biggest by far, our biggest selling product. Yeah. Not even close, right? Right.
1: I mean, that, you have to have photos for every listing, right? Everything else is optional.
0: Yeah. And and so, but then how then how are we thinking about with these things that are the options? I mean, what should go through our mind as we're pricing Matterport or iGuide or, or 3D or, you know, or in, in video? I mean, I think that those things, they're kind of our luxury products. And so those mm-hmm. things are not things that we really want to be cut rate about. I think, mm-hmm. you know, you almost have the... The photo product you don't want it to be your lost leader because you don't because it is so much of your bread and butter you want to make sure that you're getting that, that you're getting paid but the um, the other ones like I do kind of like that they are they're kind of expensive they mm-hmm. feel kind of expensive because then you know well we need that much to actually make them worthwhile and then you can also discount a little if the, when when you're putting them in the packages but I think them being at a higher price actually helps sell them a little bit because the agents want to feel like they are luxury agents and so I think Having those prices be a little higher can help sell them. I don't know. Maybe yeah. I'm maybe I'm done. No, I mean
1: it's like if the industry minimal standard is photography, right, and everyone's pretty much meeting that minimal standard, then it's like these agents that are you know trying to stand out. They're willing to pay to invest in their brand and to stand out, and they know that you know those products and services are going to cost them, but it's an investment in themselves. So,
0: mm-hmm. and one final point I want to make on pricing, and and it goes back to because we we're just talking about the photos for a second, and and we had actually um, a thing this last week where we adjusted our prices because we actually work with one brokerage that they pay for photos on the brokerage level. So the agents don't individually pay for the photos and they basically, it's a big company and they kind of, you know, if you you have to kind of sign on to be a photographer with them Mm -hmm. and then they kind of strong arm you for, for, you know, for discounts basically. And I mean, and, and they kind of have their prices that they will pay for all these th- services. And for most of the services, actually the, the prices are just what we charge normal clients, but for the photos. And I think because the corporate side knows that the most popular thing is that people are going to do photos for, um, on homes, one to 2000 square feet. Mm-hmm. So that is the thing where they try to get the best deal possible. And so we were actually doing photos for them for $200 and, it was worth it for us because their agents would also do a lot of the add-on services. So a, a lot of the time, you're not just going for $200 photo shoot. You're adding on mm-hmm. a video. You're adding on Matterport. You're adding on aerials. And so it, it it was worth it. But when we would have shoots with them that were just photos only, it was getting to a point where it, I was resenting them. Yeah because you're just like, I'm not, we're not making enough money. This is like taking time. It, it, it becomes an opportunity cost.
1: Mm-hmm. You feel like your hands are kind of tied, right? You don't want yeah. to give up that brokerage, but you're just like, man, this doesn't feel right.
0: Yeah. And so, and, and keep in mind, our our price for their competitors is $300 and they're paying 200 because they're doing it in this bulk way, but it it wasn't working for us. And so we finally were able to kind of renegotiate that price this last week. And so now it's 250 bucks and it's like, it's still not amazing, but man, that 50 bucks is just, I, that really makes the difference between it feeling like feeling resentful mm-hmm. about having to do that work to getting to a point where you feel, okay, we're not making as much money, but because of all these add-on stuff, it's actually still going to be a profit center for us. And, and it makes sense because of the volume that this one client brings. So that's, to me, the, the larger point I was trying to make is that you can feel if your prices are not high enough when you're out there doing the work or you're sending your employees and at the end of the day, you're starting to resent it and you're starting to be bitter at your mm-hmm. clients, which is I've been in those situations in the past. That's a pretty good indication that you need to raise your prices. That's a
1: good point. Yeah. And especially, I remember feeling that on the twilights, even though we still yeah. don't love doing twilights. But when I was doing twilights for 150, I Ooh. really hated doing them. But now we're doing them for 250. I'm like, oh, I can zip in and out for 30 minutes and you know it still feels okay, even though it's annoying. But yeah, right. that's a great point. It's like, you know how you feel when you're driving from shoot to shoot or if you're out late or you're editing. It's just like you yeah. know in your gut if you're too low.
0: Yeah, exactly. Listen to your gut. Mm-hmm. My gut's telling me it's time for some action items. Action, baby. Oh, yeah. And I always listen to my gut. <laughs> that tomato pie. I'm hearing your gut right too now. over yeah, here. Yeah. Woo, um, uh, Mark, you, who, who wants to go first? All right. I'll roll oh, it out. you're going to do it. Okay. Let's do it, yeah.
1: All right, so we're talking pricing. We mentioned this earlier, but a big part of coming up with your pricing is making sure you're profitable. So I recommend for my action item is doing a cost of doing business analysis. If you haven't done one before, it can be pretty Ooh. eye-opening. It sounds a little daunting, but you know, if you're scaling, building your business, your books should hopefully be in order or you're getting to the point where you can right. look at your financials. That's, remember,
0: that's the first thing that you should do. That's the first thing you need to get right if you're going to scale your yeah. business according to episode three or four of our podcast.
1: Super important. Go
0: back and listen to that one. Yeah.
1: So pull your profit and loss from the last year, the last few months, and look at what your costs, expenses are, and, you know, go online, find a cost of doing business analysis template or whatever worksheet and work through it and see what it costs you to go out in the field and do a photo shoot. It's pretty eye-opening.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Mine is also going to be related to pricing and we did kind of touch on it before, but I think it just, I, I think we both want to put a finer point on these are things that you really need to do as you think about pricing is actually look at your competitor's pricing, find out what it is. And if, you know, if worse comes to worse and no one has their prices on their website, you know, have your buddy call and, and, uh, you know, try to, pretend they're a realtor and get the prices. I mean, I don't love doing that, but you know, I think at a certain point you got to do what you got to do to, to, to find out the information and then, you know, figure out, uh, just that, cause that's just one element of what you need, of what you need to think about when you're setting your prices. So you can't really just base it off of that. Cause you got to do what Mark just said, the cost of business analysis and all that. Um, but I think knowing what everyone else is doing is, is a big part of that.
1: Yeah, both of those things play into it, and then you kind of figure out what your value is, and then
0: your pricing will come from that. Wow. You know, Mark, great episode. I che- like this one, Chelsea. I liked it. Too. Oh, oh, good. Oh, it was a good I, one. I, I f- oh, I feel, I feel that's a very genuine smile. You can't see Chelsea. It, is. it was I'm good gonna, energy. I, the, good you know, Chelsea, can you give me that smile? I'm gonna no. take a, I'm gonna take a photo for the uh, stories. Yeah, there we go. Nice. I okay, think it's so the, the tomato
1: gonna, pie is making her smile, but yeah, I yeah, pretend
0: yeah. It's glowing. Us. <laughs> you're glowing. You have the tomato <laughs> pie glow. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We're so appreciating you guys, and we're gonna be back with more podcasts very soon. All right, thanks a lot. Upmarket is a production of Upmarket Media. This episode was produced by Chelsea Froelich and recorded, edited, and mixed by Marco Guerrero. We're so happy you listened today and really hope you'll listen to the next one too. In the meantime, our wish for you is to not have to do any Friday night twilight shoots. Thank you for everything.